Welcome to Peace of Authenticity for the Remnant. We are so excited that you chose to spend your time with us today. A Remnant is a peace that remains. This is a podcast for the Remnant rising in this hour. The Remnant is a group of people who seek Jesus like it's their last hope because he is. In this podcast, we encourage, equip, and champion you to rise up and take a stand for Christ in the world that we live in. Guys, we do random like sings, like sporadic singings on the regular. So we are yeah, being very sure. authentic whenever we do that. But um, we have a lot of authenticity. That that is what that says. It's true. Boom. That's what we try to be. True. So That's welcome. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Hope you feel welcome. Um, but yeah, okay, so last week we kind of started off on this, how the Lord speaks to us in our everyday and kind of how that revelation can turn into a reality. And so what we did in the last week's was talk about my encounter with the Lord yeah, and, and what he told me. But then we talked about that so much that we didn't have time to talk about Aubrey's experience. Yeah, but it was, it was so good though. <laughs> no, like it was. The, the story with, with the, the hummingbirds and everything. If you, if you haven't watched the last one, let's just say, it, it was just called when revelation meets reality. So like when, when the Lord gives you revelation through the Holy Spirit and then all of a sudden it's like, boom, wow, this is a real life. What I'm yes. looking at in real life is literally the principle of what the Bible is talking about. And so when revelation meets reality. And so, yeah, part one, we talked mm-hmm. about the hummingbirds. And, and Well, I was I forgot to tell you this, but last night a listener messaged me and talked about how they were listening to a worship song driving down the road and then they literally saw a billboard of Jesus with his arms open and it went so well with the song they were listening to. So it kind of yeah. hit them along with a few other things that the Lord spoke to them that day. And so they just yeah. were noticed. Well, you know? well I'm, a, I'm a firm believer. Jordan and I are both firm believers, I think, that... We'll see. <laughs> that God, <laughs> God often speaks to you in the weirdest things, but I think that yes. he's constantly speaking like in all things. Yes. If if you will just stop and just pay attention and, and take your eyes off of the hustle of what you're doing in that moment, yeah. I often think at any time you can look around and you can see something that leads you back to the Lord. A hundred percent. And I think some people like maybe think a little too much into it. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? They could be like, oh my gosh, a green light. Oh, that means I'm supposed to do, I'm supposed to do what the Lord asked me, what I'm supposed yeah. to do. You know, that's it's like, the well, Lord giving okay. me the green light. But it's also like a green light though. So yeah. that just means go. No, that's on a timer. <laughs> that's not the Lord, you know. Um, <laughs> it was going to turn green no matter what. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. So, so, and, and I'm a firm believer in this, like in movies that we watch, Definitely. whether, whether or not the movie has a, a Christian theme or is considered religious at yeah. all. There are often times where I'll be watching movies that have nothing to do with the Bible whatsoever, and I'm like, 
But then Aha. it feels like it does. <laughs> yeah. It has so much spiritual significance to it. it it's not even it's not even funny. And, and honestly, guys, it's like it, it's going to feel like super random things yeah. sometimes. And just weird, weird things. But seriously, like if you feel like you heard the Lord, speak to him about it again. You know what yeah. I mean? Just like do a back and forth because I promise it says it says in the word, my sheep hear my voice. Yeah. We, we are his sheep. If you believe, if you are a Christ follower, then you are a sheep. You can hear his voice. So don't ever for a second think like, oh, so-and-so just hears him more than me. I guess I just hear him every other month and they hear him every day. The Lord wants to speak to you every single day. That's the beauty yeah. of this relationship. Well, I would say that that person just pays attention more yes. than you do and, exactly. and has yeah. been able to hone in on when God's speaking to them or not because the Bible says that he's always speaking. Yeah. Yeah. He, he never sleeps nor slumbers. And so that means, and, and here's the thing, it doesn't matter what age you are, it's never too early or too late to start because, exactly. right, the Bible tells us that he will, he will give visions to the young men and dreams to the mm -hmm. older, Yeah, you know? And so it doesn't matter what season of life that you're in. And maybe, maybe God is, has spoken to you in, in different ways before. Well, maybe he wants to do a new thing. So if you feel like one of those revelations is coming on you, sometimes I have to stop and literally ask myself the question, Lord, was that you? Yeah. Yes. You know, when, when those things that's hit That's good to do. Yeah. Yes. To ask. And you talking about like the young and the old, like I promise you guys, our son is two years old, but he hears the Lord on the regular and he acts upon it. Maybe not in his little tantrums that he has because you know two-year-olds. Yeah. But like how many times have we been like, oh my goodness, like that really like it's just something that he would do and it touches something so deep and i'm like i'm pretty sure he just heard the lord and he just acted on it like hugging could be. yeah you know all these all these different things and like my grandma just a short story but my grandma she passed away back in october but she needed so much just love and cuddles from like her little great great grandchildren and most of them i mean with a little kid you're not going to hold them down long enough to like yeah, just sit wiggle. in grandma's lap for mm -hmm. a long time. And Gray was very, uh, he moved around a lot. He liked to explore, right? Yeah. But anytime he was with grandma, he would just lay on her chest and she would just hold him and hold him. And that's not normal for Gray. That's how I knew. Like he was listening to the Lord because the Lord knew exactly what my grandma needed at that time. And it was like, it, there was no way around it. Like, it was 100% the Lord because Gray did not do that. Yeah, he would just lay there. Like. <laughs> he would lay there and just look up at her. <laughs> yeah. It was the most precious thing. It, it was exactly great. what my grandma needed. It was great. And and I think that we, we underestimate children a lot we as do. well. The, yeah. the Bible tells us that, that story where Jesus is teaching um, the people and uh, the disciples were trying to stop the little kids that were trying to crowd their way around Jesus. And Jesus says, no, yeah. let, let the children come unto me for such is, is the kingdom of heaven. And so it, I think sometimes we always shove off, you know, kids and it's like, Oh, that's just something that kids do. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm kind of getting further on the page of maybe they hear from the Lord a whole lot better than we do. <laughs> yeah. The whole childlike faith that yeah. we're supposed to have. That. <laughs> yeah. And it, it just, it blows my mind. And so today Oh, man, that happens every time. No, that's okay. But real quick, I was going to segue because next week, since we were talking about kids, we're really excited because we're getting with our friend again, Shanda, and she's going to come on here and talk about apologetics with your children and yeah. how to teach them how to defend the faith. And I'm like so excited. I got yeah. two bumps. So yeah, that did segue. So it gave you a break. Yeah, she was on here. I don't I don't remember what the, the last episode was that you could go back and listen it's to it. It's so but, good. But we're going to have her on here she's again. Great. And then also... 
kind of segueing from something that was said earlier, right? Where it talks about young men will see visions and yeah. old men will dream dreams. We're trying to get into contact with a gentleman that uh, his gifting from the Lord is to interpret dreams. Mm-hmm. And so we're also g- trying to get him on the podcast as that's well. another way the Lord yeah, will speak to you. It, it's, it's just crazy. We're, we're just going to try to bring all this stuff to you because here's the thing. In, in all aspects, in your rising up and your lying down, Mm-hmm. The Lord is with you. So why would he not be speaking to you through your dreams and speaking to you in yeah. your everyday life? We just have to pay attention and we have to know how to interpret it when yes. it comes. That's that's the key to it. And so those are two things that are going to be coming up in the near future. So one's next week and the other one might be the week after or yeah, something we'll like see. that. But it, it's going to be good. Stay tuned. So it's going to be awesome. Again, thank you guys so much for continuing to rock with us on this journey. We're all learning together. Um, I'm still amazed and blown away that Brad Gray was, was on the podcast with us and, you know, and then Shanda's coming again next week. And it's just, it's so amazing. Like God is, God is so good to us, but okay. So we talked about the hummingbird, um, revelation that, that the Lord was speaking to Mm -hmm. Jordan through just watching birds. And, and it was so, it was so cool. And, And a lot of people might think that that's funny because that's something that, like older people no, do but even a funnier story okay maybe i okay real quick so this morning i was thinking about like what are some fun things aubrey and i can do together and i was like oh, aubrey, oh my gosh can we like go buy a puzzle you know like the thousand piece puzzle and aubrey's like listen we already watch birds like can we just veer from that aspect of old people stuff and i'm like puzzles are for People, yeah, no, no, but it's like I think I want to go do more things like outside. Yeah, like problem solving with puzzles by the yeah, window. The, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, if you really want, I'm do gonna a make puzzle, you say yes in front of everyone. We can we can do one, but uh, uh, or maybe you can do most of it, and I'll just come in and be like, mm, yeah, that goes there, and then just bounce. That's not I mean? gonna work for me. Jigsaw master like that. Okay. But okay. sorry, going on. So yeah, <laughs> so. <laughs> Bird watching and puzzles. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so here we were. Um, here we were. Yeah, we're talking about we were talking about the hummingbirds right last week, and and it was such a deep revelation mm-hmm. of 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 like God saying, you know, like wanting us to come to Him. Now, mine, my revelation. I'm I'm gonna be completely transparent as well as I can be, and throw myself at the mercy of the court. Just because I think that that's the way that we can all really learn. It's true. Is is just being tra- like I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I got everything put together, and and so I often ask the Lord a lot of juvenile questions, well, es- especially in in the midst of my not understanding what's going on. And so, um, the other day, uh, and I, well, I say the other day, it was it was a while back whenever yeah. this revelation happened. But I, I'm literally sitting there walking through my house and. As you guys know, you've been journeying on the podcast with us. Last year, we we walked away from from our pastor jobs, and and the Lord told us to move to Lawton. And you know, I wasn't really sure why. Yeah. Um, I mean, I kind of put some pieces together that, that weren't the Lord, and it was just kind of you <laughs> we know, kind of did that. Yeah, quite we a few did times. that a lot because the the Lord will tell you to do something, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, well. I, this is what he meant by that. And like you, you start putting your own puzzle pieces in there when the Lord only gave you one piece. Oh my gosh, you're talking about puzzles. Yeah, yeah this we're is talking good. about piece. <laughs> <laughs> a piece of a puzzle. 
Yeah, and so so the 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 Lord literally says, "I need you to move to Lot," and and, and that was the extent of it. Yeah, that, that was the extent, and and I didn't know anything else, and so I was just like, "Yeah, faith, obedience, boom," you know. So so we quit our jobs and we come we come down here, and I'm not even gonna lie to you, it I've been on the struggle bus for a while. Mm-hmm. And you know, Jordan and I got got jobs to provide, you know, for this family. Like we get to we get to work from home. We get to spend all this time with Gray. It's awesome. I, I like. I mean, it, it's awesome most of the time. In the big picture of things, I love everything about it. But I still hold on to this fact that I, I was called into ministry. I was called to preach the gospel, and none of those avenues were opening up at all. And so finally. I was just like, Lord, like what is going on? I've been told time and time again that that I'm I'm called to preach the gospel. I'm supposed to be preaching the gospel and nothing is unfolding. You told us to come here. We quit our jobs. We did everything that you asked us to do. And now we're here and I feel stuck. And then all of a sudden, I'm telling you guys, it, as as if the Lord himself was standing right next to me and we were having a conversation. I felt the Holy Spirit tell me, Aubrey, I don't owe you anything. Hmm. And I just, I, I can't even tell you. Now, this this is where it comes into play. You know, like we talk about this all the time and we kind of joke about um, the theologies that some people believe, because there are certain preachers out there that that like preach these messages that God's always in God's an encourager and He's always like boom boom boom. But I'm telling you, God calls me to the carpet, and He's like, listen, I mean, you need to. Yeah, what does a good father do? Right. Well, both. Right. Like exactly. like a, a good father doesn't. Yes. But but I'm saying that like the Lord will literally. You know, like pull me, like grab me by, you know, <laughs> by the wrist, love. <laughs> yeah, and just kick me in the butt, you know, with with his words, and and like so, I'm sitting there, and I was like, who? And, and I didn't really know what to do in that moment, so then I immediately was like, that probably wasn't the Lord, because <laughs> didn't I, give me warm fuzzies. I didn't want to receive that. But then I'm sitting here going, but you know, Lord, you know, we we did all we did all of this. And and then I'm I'm diving further into into this conversation and and it's just like I'm sitting here going, Lord, th- none of this makes any sense, and and he he even went a step further and he said he said Aubrey, not only do I not owe you anything, but nobody else owes you anything either, and you know I I, I don't want to bust anybody's bubble, but. Listen, if you're if you're holding out and you're like holding on to some bitterness and, and you're holding mm-hmm. on to things and you're like, well, I'm not gonna move forward until this person apologizes to me or until these things get right, or if if you're not like if you're at a place where you're just like, Well, I'm treating this person this way because they're treating me like that, and you're holding a lot of that on the inside, I'm I'm here to tell you the the Holy Spirit just called me to the carpet on that yeah. too, and he said, Um, they don't owe <clears throat> you anything either. And I'm sitting here just wrecked because I'm like, what the heck is going on? I, I don't even know how to answer this. I'm like, well, and and so then the Holy Spirit goes even further with me. And these are just thoughts that are flooding my mind. Like it's not an audible voice, but these are just things that are playing in my head. And I, and I can hear them as though it's 
you know, it's just coming in clear and I have no control over my thoughts at the at this at this point. And so he's saying everything that I did for you happened 2000 years ago and everything mm-hmm. else is just and then some. I don't owe mm-hmm. you anything. And so I'm sitting here going, "Oh my gosh. Yeah, because I had this picture wow. built in my mind that that we were going to launch out into ministry. We were going to move to Lawton as the Lord called us to move. And then he was going to launch us into a position. And it was just going to be like, boom, 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 favor, favor, favor. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, yeah, we have this great, you know, our podcast has, has thousands of viewers, you know, and, and we're getting paid to come and speak at all these churches or other places. And, and I had this, unrealistic expectation built up or let me say this it was a it was a picture in my mind that I painted that the Lord never gave me and so I'm sitting here in the midst of my living room and I just plopped down on the couch because I realized that everything that we had been building up to was was all me and it was never anything that the Lord promised me and he literally says he, I mean, just as flat out as can be, which I, I'm a pretty direct person most of the time. So it's like, I, I appreciate that the Lord's direct with me like that. Yeah, but he literally, yeah. Aubrey, I don't owe you anything. And it's like, oh man, wow. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just wrecked in it. And so, um, I, I'm just, I was sharing that with, with a bunch of, of people that are involved in our lives. And I was just like, man, and, and I'm telling you guys ever since that day, I was just wrecked by that because it was just, I had been living in looking through a lens like somebody owed me something. You know what I mean? Like, like because of my obedience, well, surely the Lord is, is going to do this because I did that. And if you're living and if you're, if you're giving or if you're serving in your church, if you're doing anything like that with the expectation that, well, if I do this, then God's going to do that, then you're wrong. God doesn't owe you anything. Mm. That's like, have have you guys ever like seen a child and they just expect everything from their parents and they're yeah. just little brats, honestly, like and spoiled and their parents do so much for them and you see it. And it's like, that's what so many of us tend to be like naturally, yeah. right? Like our sin nature is Mine, 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 me, 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 I need this. I gave you a little bit. I expect something, you know, kind of that mindset. And we don't realize that we have it until literally you have something like that from the Lord where he tells you that. And it's like, wow, that is really convicting. And we just have that mindset, though. Like, if I give you a little, you'll give me some. If I give you... You give me cookie, give you cookie, like yeah, it, like right. in the show we love New Girl. Right. It's well, like, it's like we we give the least amount possible, expecting great returns, you know, from the Lord. And um, I sat there and and felt like this entitlement that because I did that for the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, that that He was going to do all these things for me. And and I I really believe like and and I was meditating on this for days. And I really believe like the next day I was sitting there thinking about it and like I was still wrecked by this, by this revelation. I I was just, man, my mind was blown and I'm I'm sitting there again and, and the Lord, you know, and I I revisit this, this whole topic that we're talking about right here. And, and the, 
the Holy Spirit was was pressing it on my heart that, um, like, why why should I give you anything for you know your obedience in this one area? I expect obedience in every area. And that's how we're supposed to live. That's how we're supposed to live. And I'm sitting here living as though, come on, Lord, I I did this for you, you know. I, I scratch your back, you, you scratch mine. Cookie, cookie. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Everybody probably doesn't know what that's all about. I have no so idea. Sorry. Oh, it's off of a TV show. Never mind. <laughs> so, but, but literally, I'm sitting here going, Lord, Lord, this is the way that things are supposed to be. And he's yeah. like, who, who said that? Like, okay, so you stepped out in obedience. I've called, I've called you to live a life of obedience. Yeah, good not, stuff. Not just, yeah. Let's keep going. Yeah, not just one step. And it's like, dude, you can't even, like, you can't even wait a few months. You know what I mean? Like, we're such a, we're such a fast food mentality mm-hmm. type people in America. Like, you know, um, just trying to get everything now and and trying to get it when we want it. And the Lord's like, dude, you know, I feel like Jesus in that moment where, where the the three disciples kept falling asleep while he while he was praying. Yeah. In the garden, then you know the night before he laid it all down for all of us, and he's like, "Could you, like, could you not, not tarry an hour?" You know, and then he comes back. How many more times? That's... And they fall asleep, and he's like, "Could you, you know, could you not pray with me? Could you not tarry with me?" And <laughs> so, so yeah. So what 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 was funny is I'm talking to a buddy of mine, and and I'm I was really struggling. I was like, "Bro." Let's let's dive into the word together. Let let's let's get it. You know, let let's just get let's in. Go. Let you know. Let's let's you know. Let's read this word and and let's get something out of it. And so, my my buddy Travis and and he he goes he goes. Hey, I likes that he I likes I like that he calls our podcast the pod. Yeah, the Travis pod. is cool like that. Yeah, so he's <laughs> he's really chill. And so he's like, he texts me back and he's like, bro, what do you think about Hebrews? And I'm like, I'm in. Let's go. Love Hebrews, bro. Yeah. So, and, and okay, if you guys know that Hebrews, we don't know who the author of Hebrews is, right? Like, oh, like yes, that's, yes. That's in there. And, and the why it's called Hebrews was because it was written to the the Hebrews. Like mm-hmm. it's not for us as Gentiles. But but here's here's what I really think that that's crazy about it. We started this reading plan and then like the day that we're, I'm literally planning for everything that we're going to say on this podcast, I hit Hebrews chapter four. And so I just want to read this really quick. And in Hebrews chapter four, starting in verse one, it says, God's promise of entering his rest still stands. So we ought to tremble with fear that some of you might fail to experience it. I realized a long time ago that we were in a rest season, Yeah. but I was the one that was failing to experience it mm. because wow. I was so busy trying to be active <clears throat> for the Lord that I, I failed to experience what his rest truly was and be thankful for the season that I was in because it's not go, 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 go. Mm. And so, uh, the verse number two says this, for this good news that God has prepared this rest has been announced to us just as it was to them, but it did them no good because they didn't share the faith of those who listened to God. What What's the good news that it's talking about? The people who believe the good news are the true heirs of God's rest. What does all this mean? 
okay? It goes back to the very first statement. You can find rest in who God is because you believe the good news that Jesus died for you over 2,000 years ago, mm-hmm. and he doesn't owe you anything else. And it's it's just trusting in who God is. Yeah. And what he's leading you to do. And that goes so well, actually, like perfectly with last week's with the hummingbird. Like mm-hmm. we put that feeder out there. There was no hummingbirds, even though I heard the Lord say put the feeder. Yeah. You know, and it was that waiting. But then whenever it happened, you know, gradually like there was another hummingbird and then there was another. Now they yeah. fight. But anyways, like it's just crazy because there is there's beauty in the rest, there's beauty in the waiting, there's beauty in the growing and it's just, it's a beautiful journey. Like what mm-hmm. we were listening, you know, with Brad Gray, we were listening to a teaching of his. And I think it's interesting too, that the Lord told his family to move from a church he was working at that yeah. he loved in Michigan to move all the way to Nashville. And they moved there and still didn't know why they were in Nashville until over a year after they were still living there. And we just listened to that today. And I'm like, Aubrey, does this, this, sounds does familiar. this sound familiar? Yeah, it does. But... Okay, so so we understand the good news, right? That, that Jesus Jesus died on the cross so that we could be grafted in to exactly what this is. Because this is Hebrews, right? This was meant for the Hebrew people. But because we are grafted in as Gentiles, we are, we are joint heirs, right, mm-hmm. to this. We are joint heirs to this rest that's talking about. And so it's like... How many times has the Lord put you in a season to rest where he slows everything down, he closes doors in your face <laughs> just just so that you'll slow happened. down? Sorry, that's happened. That's why it laughed. Made me laugh. Go yeah. on. So, so <laughs> it, it like literally closed every avenue <clears throat> that you could use for a distraction and you literally sit there ticked off because God's not using you, but he's pulling you into he's a preparing. season of rest. Well, and, and that's what it says. It's like God's promise of entering his rest. Like you get to enter it. It's a gift. He's giving it oh, to yeah. you. And some of you will be in it and fail to recognize what it is. Oh my gosh. So many people can be in something but not experience it. Think, yeah. think about it. I mean, you could go to Disney World, right? But you could just sit on a bench and not go on the rides, not try the food. not. Or you could be this, sitting there going, that. it's hot. But it's you're hot there. there. Yeah, but you're there. Yeah. I don't want to stand in, in line. Disney World. <laughs> yeah. But you're not experiencing it. So it's yeah. like asking like, okay, we're in this resting season, but are we experiencing the beauty and the, you know, the revelations that the Lord wants us to experience while in yeah. the resting season? That's really good. Well, wow. and, and so this this is where... Also, around this same period, I'm I'm literally setting, and then that was that was one revelation. I'm gonna go into another one just really quick because it just like it blew my mind. So I'm sitting there, and and I'm and I'm I'm sitting on the couch like, and a lot of these revelations come in my living room for some reason. I don't know, maybe because there's a picture of Jesus in there. Um, yes. But so I, I'm sitting there, and and I'm thinking about my mom. And, you know, for those of you guys that don't know, I lost my mom in, in 2013, March March 12th of, of 2013. My mom had congestive heart failure, and she was on the transplant list for five months in intensive care. And, and I was with her every day. Um, just and, and what's crazy about it is, like, I was literally praying every day uh, at the— 
in the beginning we were praying, Lord, you know, just heal the heart that you gave her, you know, because the mm-hmm. Lord, the Lord is our healer. He's Jehovah Rapha. And so we were we were believing that. And so then when the doctors kept saying, without a heart transplant, your mom will never leave this this hospital. And so then my prayer shifted and, and I and I began to pray, Lord, just just bring bring my mom that new heart. And and I kept thinking about Ezekiel, Ezekiel thirty six, where I will give you a new heart oh, and yeah. I would take your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Yeah. And and so I kept I kept going in there and I'm sitting here going I'm I'm on my couch and I'm and I'm thinking about this this season with my mom and, and I'm thinking about this situation. And um I, I begin to pray and, and the Lord begins to show me. And and I don't know how I never put this together before, but I, I mean I probably did, but I just forgot about it because I didn't want to think about it. But the, the Lord was literally saying Aubrey, in, in order for your mom to have lived and for your mom to have gotten that heart transplant that you were praying for, mm-hmm. something tragic had to happen to somebody else. Somebody else, somebody else's family would have had to have gone through the worst season that you can think of in order for your mom to live. You can't give that unless you, you death. You can't give it. Yeah, you. your mom could not have experienced life without death on somebody else's side. And the Lord began to show me his son. Mm-hmm. And he began to show me uh, th- just this whole just this whole exchange. I, I began to see it as, I, as I'm thinking about my mom. And I was like, you know, all those months that I prayed for mom to get a new heart, I never wanted to think about what happened on the flip side. Somebody else literally had to die so that my mom could live. And as I'm thinking about this and I'm and I'm replaying the images in my mind, the Lord just says, Aubrey, in order for you to get a new heart, my son had to die. Something tragic had to happen to my son so that you could receive a new heart. And that that Ezekiel says, I'll mm. give you a new heart and I will put my spirit in you. And in order for that to take place, something tragic had to happen on this side so that you could receive that. And guys, I'm telling you, my my mind was absolutely blown and and, and I was sharing that with everybody. And and just because the 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 realization of exactly what happened through Christ. But see, just like I was praying for my mom to receive a new heart, but I didn't want to think about what had to happen on the backside. For that to happen, a lot of us do the same thing in our relationship with Christ. Like we pray, you know, we we go to we go to church, we we tithe, we serve in our church, but nobody really wants to think about what exactly had to happen so that you could get into heaven. And we don't. A lot of us don't live grateful like someone would that yeah. lives now because someone had to go through death. Yeah, and, and I've watched all these other videos where, where somebody literally lives because of a transplant. And, and they go, man, I want to meet the family of, of the organ donors or, or whatever. And they, they just they just, lit, just shower them with this affection and be like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. That like I, I'm so sorry what you had to walk through so that I could live. But, you know, because of your loved one, somebody else is getting to live and it, it's a it's a powerful picture and I sit there and and I really racked my brain 
Like what it would have been like. I pictured it a thousand times while mom was in the hospital, like me and her and my sister, you know, like walking out, walking out of the hospital when they finally released my mom to go and how grateful and how appreciative I would have been if that would have taken place. But then the Lord's literally showing this to me and he's saying, Aubrey, that's exactly what I did with my son. And I let his body be brutally beaten and scarred and and just killed so that you could receive a new heart and so that I could put my spirit in you. And I just began to weep. I, I I didn't realize. I had never put it in a real world picture in the way he showed it because it hit home to me. He like it showed like I, I was there in the hospital room with my mom, like while the Lord is showing me all this stuff and, and I, I can remember it as though I'm literally experiencing it again. And that's literally that's literally what he said. An exchange had to take place in order for you to get a new heart, right? Because we can't we can't come to Christ and keep the same heart. No. We can't. It it has to be a new heart. You're made new. Everything is new. And so in order, Aubrey, for you to get a new heart and for me to put my spirit in you, an exchange had to happen. And the thing that you prayed for is like, I've already already delivered it. And literally, it goes back to that first revelation. And because of that exchange, I don't owe you anything else. Mm Mm-hmm. And... Something I was thinking of when you were talking about that is, isn't isn't it a fact that whenever someone donates a heart, you have to have the same blood type? Yeah, the, yeah. That? There's a lot of factors that go into it. Well, I kept I kept hearing the Lord say, "There's power in the blood." Mm-hmm. So, how if you think in the you know medical mindset, right? So if I'm a positive and I you know pass away, my heart has to go to someone that's a positive. But it's like with Jesus, he's a match for everybody. But the enemy tries to lie to say like, no, you are way too jacked up. Like Mm -hmm. there's no way he can save you. You don't have the right blood type. You know, all these different things. But it's like there's so much power in the blood that like it's a match with everyone. Like he wants to save everyone. Yeah. Well, and and that's what this this revelation, it was was so powerful. And And maybe it's just me. Like maybe it's just me because of my firsthand experience with, you know, my mom needing a transplant and everything like that. And especially with it being a heart, you know, like the heart sustains life, you know, like the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence because Mm -hmm. out of it flow the issues of life. Everything flows from the heart. And so when, when the Lord showed me this exchange that happened, I, I just began to see everything differently. And I even began to wonder you know the gospel the gospel in and of itself that that is the gospel that there was an exchange that happened that we were we were as good as dead right in order for us to live christ had to die we had to have a complete heart transplant because of that in the spirit right jesus died so that we could have a new heart and he could put his spirit in mm-hmm. you you know, and, and that's what was in all of this stemmed literally from me sitting there thinking about people that are just going to church every Sunday. They're, they're not, they're not like growing. They're not changing. They're, they, they literally just think that 
if I go to church on Sunday and if I give in the offering, if I tithe, and if I serve in the church or I serve in my community every once in a while, that that is going to be good enough to get me into heaven. It's even as small offering as literally like I believe Jesus is real and I believe Jesus died for me. But you still live like the world 100%. But then Jesus calls us to be born again. But if we're the same, yeah, it's just like literally sometimes it's literally that like, well, I believe in Jesus, so I'm going to heaven. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then you, you think about, you think about this when you do have a transplant, like say, say my mom would have gotten a heart transplant, right? And she would have gotten released from the hospital. You have to do things differently from then on. You can't just go back to doing things the exact same way. And I mean, you, you wouldn't, you'd have to have a heart healthy diet. You'd have to, I mean, in order for you to make major life changes, just even in the natural, like forget, forget walking with the Lord for a second. Okay. Even in the natural, if you want to lose weight, you have to take drastic measures. If you've gotten really overweight, you have to take drastic measures. You got to stop eating all the things that you like and even, you know, shove down things that you don't like more veggies, more, you know what I mean? Like drastic measures. You got to flip and change everything that you're doing in order to get the goal that you want. But I feel like Today, Christians today will often just say that sinner's prayer at the end of a service, not change anything about their life. They, they still live Monday through Saturday exactly how they want to. And then Sunday morning, you put on nicer clothes and you go to church mm-hmm. and then you think, okay, you know, I do this because I, I have to in order to get to heaven. I, I have to do this. And you're missing you're missing the whole exchange. You're missing that personal connection that God is literally saying, listen, I gave of my son so that you could have a new heart and that I could put my spirit in you so that I could know you and we could be in relationship with mm-hmm. one another all day. Not not just on not just on Sundays, not just here, like not just so that you know you can put that you're a Christian on paperwork or anything like that, like so that people can see not only what's going on in your life, but they can see God in you. Mm-hmm. And all of this, the, both of these revelations spun from me just <clears throat> sitting there praying and meditating on, Lord, how can we, how can we get to the individuals that, that just that kind of go to church and they're just stuck in the motion? How do we break them loose? How do we open their mind and their eyes to there's more to God than Sunday mornings. God wants to be in your family. He wants to be in your home. He wants to be in every aspect of your life. Let your let your body and your life be so full of light that the darkness can't even enter. Mm -hmm. I think Matthew 26. Is that or did it Matthew 26 or Matthew 6? Maybe something like that. Yeah. You're better than that. It's like let your eye be full of light so that there's no no darkness at all. And and, and I'm not saying you're, you can sit there and look at one person and be like, well, I'm, I'm not as bad as that person. Or I'm not as bad as this person. But listen, it, it's not about how bad or how good you are. Do you know Jesus? Like, and, and when I say that, I'm saying, like, do you understand that he gave of himself so that you could have that new heart and that he gave of himself, even if it was only for you? And he wants to talk to you every day. He wants to be with you every minute that that you can that you want to give even the times that you don't want to give he wants to be in your life mm-hmm. and 
man, and that's where all this spun from, was just out of a place of me sitting here thinking about the people that are just kind of doing the bare minimum, not because I think that I'm better than them, but because, man, I know, I have found that there's so much more to a relationship with Jesus than what we, you know, than what we were doing well, on and a the, Sunday and morning. the fact that it's not all just striving to do it because it's right, but it's fulfilling. It's what yeah. we were created to do. And once you get to that place where you're like, wow, this is why I'm here. And it's not this ultimate purpose of, oh, yeah. I've preached to 5,000 people at one sitting. This is why. No, it's so much more than that. It says our inheritance is God. Yeah. Our inheritance is our relationship with God. It's not how much money we can make. It's not how many gigs we can get. It's not this. It's not that. It's not worldly. It's God. And if we realize we were created for communion with him and that's it, then it's like light bulb. Wow, this is why I'm here. This is so worth it. I would give up everything for this every day. Mm-hmm. And when you get to that point, there's nothing like it. And it's you can't go back. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what's that's kind of what's been going on at, at our house for the, yeah, for the last mean, couple of weeks. We get it's been pretty cool. When when revelation meets reality. And and listen, where I, I pray I pray that after you listen to this and after you listen to last week and in this week, I just pray that everybody who like who's listening to this right now, I just pray that that God begins to reveal himself to you through all these avenues, mm-hmm. just like he does us. Just I, I would just I would just ask you right now to just pray, Lord, Lord, begin begin to show me who you are. Begin to, to show me, even even when I least expect it, show me what you're doing. Show me who you are. And I just want to be with you. Because that's the thing. If we get too focused on goals and like what, like, and, and all that, and that's exactly what I was. Like, I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. And the Lord is literally just saying, Aubrey, I just want to be with you. Mm-hmm. And I want you to be with me. Mm-hmm. And that was it. If that was it, would you be okay with the rest of your life just just being a child of God, that's and not accomplishing anything. That's the question. That reminds me of that one time where I butchered the word question, and I said question. question. Yeah. That is the question. That is the question. But listen, I know it. Th- this episode's a little bit longer <clears throat> than, than what we normally do, so thank you guys so much for, for continuing to, to grind with mm. us here. We're growing together, and so you know, reach out to us on, on all of our platforms or whatever yeah, like we, yeah. we want to be in this with you and so thank you so much for for mm-hmm. listening don't forget we are going to have we're going to have shanda on shanda here fulbright yes next week talking about apologetics christian apologetics and your children so, so it's going to be awesome but um thank you guys so much for your continued support and yeah um yeah. we'll we'll see you next week we'll see you next week Bye. <laughs>